Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, October 20th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Many Missouri students are returning to schools this month for the first time since March. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney has learned while in Germany on a reporting fellowship, students in that country have been in school for longer with fewer restrictions. But after the summer vacation holidays, students return to pretty much normal school. Uh, Just they have to wear masks when they're up walking around the hallways. We will have that story from Ryan in just a few minutes. The St. Louis region's progress in fighting coronavirus has effectively been wiped out. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fentum reports the head of a group representing St. Louis hospitals says people need to focus more on efforts to keep the virus from spreading. Close to 50 people with the coronavirus are being admitted to the region's four largest health care systems each day. The head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force says those numbers have rarely been seen since early on in the pandemic. Dr. Alex Garza told reporters Monday that cases, positivity rates, and hospital admissions are all trending in the wrong direction. With the rise in COVID admissions, as well as the beginning of influenza season, we could be looking at a perfect storm that something of something that resembles the beginning of the pandemic for the healthcare systems. The bi-state St. Louis region has seen a nearly 35% increase in coronavirus cases since last week. Garza said the one bit of good news is that intensive care unit admissions have remained relatively flat. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is ordering the southern part of the state back to phase three of reopening starting Thursday. He says that will mean more restrictions for Region 5, which includes 20 of the state's most southern counties. Including the temporary closure of indoor dining and indoor bar service and a reduction of group gatherings to 25 people. The governor says in the last week, positivity rates have increased in all of the state's areas, including Region 4, which includes the Metro East. Pritzker says he's very concerned with several of Illinois' neighboring states seeing double-digit positivity rates, with some as high as nearly 25 percent. The St. Louis County Council has passed two bills to dramatically curb County Executive Sam Page's emergency powers in a pandemic. After listening to more than 15 hours of public comment on the bills, Republican Council members Tim Fitch, Ernie Trakis, Mark Harder, and Democrat Ritta Heard Days voted for passage. They say the bills are not about removing mask or social distancing mandates, despite public comments addressing those issues. Days says the council let Sam Page lead the pandemic response, assuming he would work with members. That there would be inclusion in how we would move forward. Had there been some, some kind of collaboration or input from the council as a whole, we would not be here having this conversation, period. Dissenting members argue the bills severely undermine public health officials. A Missouri state representative says allowing voters to select multiple candidates in municipal elections would create more competitive races. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports, Rasheen Aldridge is supporting Proposition D, which is on the November ballot. State Representative Rasheen Aldridge says local races are increasingly centered on political parties instead of policy debates. That's why Aldridge supports Proposition D. 
If approved, it would match the top two primary candidates in a general election. Aldridge is a St. Louis Democrat who represents the 78th district. He told St. Louis on the air that the initiative would not affect his office, but could compel candidates for mayor, alderman, and comptroller to pay more attention to voters. We live in a democratic city where we af- after the primary, we know we won, so we quit campaigning. We quit talking to voters. This forces us to be held accountable to make sure we continue to engage. If passed, it would go into effect by next spring. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Many Missouri school districts that started the semester remotely are finally bringing students back. Schools in Europe have been open since August. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney is in Germany this month with support from the Pulitzer Center. He spoke with reporter Ellie Moxley about what he is seeing in classrooms in that country. Hey, Ryan, how's Germany? Hey, Ellie, it's going well. What have you been seeing in German classrooms so far? Uh, it, It looks like school. It looks a lot like normal school, maybe with just some masks. Uh, You know, kids here started returning to classrooms back in April and May. uh, And at that point, there were a lot of restrictions such as reduced class sizes and uh, masks and, and social distancing. But after the summer vacation holidays, Students return to pretty much normal school. Uh, Just they have to wear masks when they're up walking around the hallways, but uh, classes are full. Uh, It's also worth noting that teachers here in in most parts of Germany can get tested at school, uh, usually about every other week. Uh, I also got to visit a kindergarten, and that really just looked like normal kindergarten. No attempts to keep kids apart or not let them share toys. Uh, Just kindergartners being kindergartners. You know, I've been reporting on Missouri students having to quarantine because they were exposed at school. How is Germany handling positive cases in the classroom? There have been students and teachers who have tested positive at schools all over Germany, but no major outbreaks or spreading of the virus has been blamed on schools. So what usually happens is if a student or a teacher is positive for the virus or suspected to be, that student will have to stay home or if school and the health department thinks that uh, a whole class or I've heard even about grades, uh, an entire grade level having to stay home for a week or two until uh, students can all be tested and um, come back to the classrooms. You said earlier that most German schools aren't actually requiring masks in classrooms, just in the hallways. Uh, Every epidemiologist I've spoken to in Kansas City, though, tells me that masks are, you know, really important to stop the coronavirus from spreading in schools. Dr. Jennifer Schuster at Children's Mercy Hospital has been working with the districts here in Kansas City. As these schools, some of these schools have gone back to in-person schooling, what we are hearing from them is that the risk mitigation strategies are working. So if German students don't have to mask at their desks and classrooms are full, uh, how are German schools keeping them safe? A big part of the strategy in schools here is air circulation. Uh, Airing out or ventilating a room is already a big part of German culture, and now it's officially part of the country's efforts to combat the coronavirus. Windows need to be opened for a few minutes every 20 minutes. One teacher told me that he even sets a timer on his phone. Uh, This gets uh, mixed reviews views from students who have to sit at their desks uh, during class. It's October now. It's getting colder. Kristen Reckers, a student at a secondary school that I visited in Osnabrück, says that it's uh, particularly uncomfortable in some of the mobile classrooms that they have there. They are very cold and sometimes the heating does not work, especially in our English class. So we are freezing 
like hell, basically. Birth, that sounds chilly. And also like something that schools here might not be able to do because the windows don't open. Finally, Ryan, I know I've heard cases of COVID-19 are on the rise in Europe. Uh, Has that affected German schools yet? Not yet, but several big cities around Germany are now in red zones. So nightlife and gatherings are being restricted. So far, government leaders still say that keeping schools open is a priority, but schools are starting to go on two-week fall breaks, and some of the teachers I've spoke with are preparing, at least mentally, that schools won't fully reopen again after the breaks. Neela Kella is a teacher at that school in Osnabrück, and she's kind of preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. Because I've got this aim that our school um, keeps being opened, and I want the students to be here because this is the job I want to do, and I want the, uh, the students to be here because when they are at home, I had so many students um, had really big problems at home. Honestly, it sounds a lot like the conversations we're having here. Thanks for taking the time, Ryan. Of course. Happy to do it. That's reporter Ellie Moxley speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's education reporter Ryan Delaney. He is reporting from Germany for a few weeks with help from the Pulitzer Center. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.